Oh, come on. Merry Christmas, Go Church family. How you feel today? Come on, if you love Jesus, make some noise. Come on, let's give the Lord all glory and honor. Man, you look good. Man, look at somebody right next to tell them, say, you're looking good today. Come on, you look good today. What a great room on a little rainy Sunday here on the south side of Atlanta. We do want to welcome all of you to Go Church. You're at our broadcast campus. And from this location, we have the honor and privilege to, to campus stream our gatherings to Westside Atlanta. Our campus there on the amazing property of City of Refuge. And then all the way in Montgomery County, Maryland, over 700 miles from here. And then, of course, everybody watching online, we, we just say God bless all of you. Whatever campus you're part of, uh, we're just so glad and so honored to be a part of the family of God. Come on, go church. Put your hands together. Greet one another today. Come on, let them hear you. Let them hear you all the way from the south. Come on, let's go. Let's give some honor to the men and women serving in the military and all of our first responders. Would you put your hand up at every campus? Come on, real high honor and appreciation. Keep them up for a second. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you, God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, keep clapping. God bless you, thank you so much. I see you, man, that's awesome. Oh, it's a great, it's a great day. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. We get to what? Be glad and rejoice in it. And so we get to do that today. It's a real honor and a privilege to have with us speaking and teaching today, preaching the Word of God, Bishop Dino Rizzo. Come on, Pastor Dino, no stranger to the Go Church family. He's here now every year, a part of our teaching team, and, and he is, he's absolutely one of a kind. He and his wife, Delenn, are some of the most amazing people. They have the most beautiful family and the most generous hearts. And anytime that I have the privilege to introduce a guest speaker, I always try to go through like what their resume is. And, and he's got quite the impressive resume from, from very uh, high successful years of pastoring a mega church in Louisiana uh, to now serving as the executive director of ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches. He also is the founder of a great nonprofit called Servolution, and he's serving on staff at, at a really small struggling church in Birmingham called Church of the Highlands. Y'all pray for that church. It's a great church, thriving, one of the largest churches in America. But I want to tell you just one quick personal story about what Pastor Dino and his wife mean to Kimberly and I. So all the way back in uh, 2014, it was our first year of pastoring Go Church. We were living in Maryland and uh, was coming up on the holiday Christmas season. And I was really anxious because we only had Lakeland at the time, uh, but I didn't have any money for Christmas gifts. Uh, we weren't uh, getting paid by the church. We were still kind of like missionaries raising our, our financial support from month to month. And I told Kimberly, I said, I, look, I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't have any money for Christmas this year. And one day I walked out to the mailbox. Man, I'm feeling emotional now. Walked out to the mailbox and there was a check from Ark and Pastor Dino uh, to buy Christmas gifts and a Christmas blessing for me and my family. And I stood at that mailbox, y'all, and I cried. Like, how many of you know the ugly cry? Come on, somebody, it was the ugly cry. Now, I don't wear mascara, but if I did, come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. That mascara would have been everywhere. And I just sat there, and I wept, and I wept. I'll tell you that story for two reasons. One, I want to honor you, Pastor Dino. Thank you. You've always, for whatever reason, you've believed in me, and that means so much to me. You always send a, an encouraging word, a call, a text. Uh, you... you he sent me Georgia gear, and he's like a, a, an Alabama fan. Come on, that's a real friend right there. And I don't know what kind of voodoo you put on my clothes, but we'll talk about that. But just always, you believed in me, and all the way in the early days, and I just want to say thank you. And then secondly, i tell you that story to just encourage you. God will supply all of your needs. 
He'll supply all of your needs. And how many of you know that he's an on-time God? Come on, somebody. And then also, just Pastor Dino, uh, it's Christmas time again, so if you got any more checks, here I am. Come on, somebody. Hey, would you stand on your feet if you're physically able at every campus, and will you honor and just say, God bless you, to my friend, Bishop Dino Rizzo. Come on, church. Love you, man. Appreciate you. All right, come on, let's clap our hands for Jesus. It's always about him. All glory and honor goes to the king. That's awesome. You can be seated. Thank you so much. Wow, what a great crowd. What a great day to be in line, to be in church. I was so excited to be here, beyond excited to be at Go Church, to welcome all the campuses, those that are joining us here. And what a great season it is to be in church. Of course, when you ride up, you always see what's happening. Of course, all the areas out front, the foyer, where you can take a picture with your family. It's just a, it's kind of church this is. We're thinking about you, and I know that's the kind of pastors uh, that you have. And so I just love this season. I love uh, a church that uh, uh, believes in generosity. I love a church that stands for generosity. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in that opposite church. You know, it's like, we're the church that helps everybody. Oh, okay, I go to the church that helps nobody. You know, so you don't want that. Thank God for a church that helps people, makes a difference, and that's the kind of church that you're in. And I love it, I love it, I love it. And I say that because you're making a difference, not only in the tangible, physical ways, which I think are super huge, but being a part of this church and being here all these years and knowing your pastor like I do and being able to know him in a way where you get to see the integrity, you get to see the stewardship, you get to see the accountability, which is an important word these days, to be accountable about the things that are happening. And we get to be a part of some of that. I'm just blown away by just the impact that you're having and the way that you're serving and you're reaching and you're caring and you're going, which is a big value here, is making a difference. I, I was thinking about how, you know, our giving and our serve and our love is like a seed that you plant. You plant it today, but you reap it on other days. And a lot of the things we do today, we will see tomorrow. And a lot of the ways that we're making an impact uh, right now is because of, of the blessing that we did on another day, uh, another investment that we made. We see come up in somebody else's life, a prayer that we pray, a heart for someone else. And you planted seeds back in 2021 out of COVID, of course, in the impact offering. And, and, and then the next year, last year, when I was looking at the impact report, which I think is phenomenal, I'll say something about that. Uh, just last year, I asked Pastor uh, JC these totals. Last year, in 2022, uh, 1,060 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. Just in 2022, again, seeds that were planted in 2021, impact that was given. And so this year, or, you know, last year in 2022, you gave another impact offering. I was here for that Sunday. So I said, well, how are we doing so far? I'd like to know what's going on. And so Pastor JC told me, he said, already up to this date, and I, I want to get this number right, up to this date, we've had 1,479 people, come on, give their life to Jesus Christ. Those are documented ones, not even thinking about the PO. Oh, you can clap your hands better than that. That's people that have said, I've given my life to Jesus. Again, hey, hey, that's a 40% increase. I mean, again, those were seeds planted in 2022 that we're seeing the, the outgrowth of that through the glory of God into this year. So again, we, we have another opportunity and Pastor JP will walk, JC will walk you through that as it relates to impact offering and being able to give and be a part of all that to see again, what is God gonna do next year? So we've prayed, we're planning, we're gonna participate with that. And I'm just grateful for it. I'm thankful for solid leaders. I'm thankful for leadership that you have here as a church, the legacy 
of this church, the integrity. And I just love your pastors. I uh, consider them friends. Delenn and I consider Pastor JC and Kimberly dear friends. And we talk constantly. When you're around, all he does is talk about you. And once in a while, like, can we talk about me a little bit? Because all, all you're doing is talk about Go Church. And, and, uh, and I just love them. They love God. They love you. Love God's Word. And again, accountability. I want to say that again, accountable. You can go online and read the impact report. You can see everything. You see where the, where the finances went, how it's being stewarded, transparency. How many can say good amen for that? Transparency. That's the high, and I, I get to travel to a lot of churches, be around a lot of great pastors, but this is a rare church that says we want you to know the difference that you're making, so we want to thank you for leading that. Of course, you've got a great team around you. Why don't we clap our hands for our pastors and show some love for our pastors, the real deal. Looking mighty sharp today. Always got that good fit working. I'm telling you that straight. I ain't never seen JC on a bad fit day. I'm telling you, always looks good, looking good, looking good. And so it's always great to be here. I feel like family when I'm here, so I, I kind of just ease on in. I may show up this afternoon to your house, get up in your refrigerator. I am not scared, and I will not ask permission. I'm telling you that straight up. I'm going to roll up in there and get me some jerky, get me some salsa. Let's go. And so uh, we love you. I, I, I get to serve at a great church like this, reaching people, seeing people baptized, seeing people join a group, get on a team, be a part of a move track, which I think is so important that you have a pathway uh, I showed up in church at 18 years old, didn't know anything, and so thankful for a church that helps you with that leader organization where we launch new churches. And so when you're faithful in your tithe and offering, of course, uh, as you through today on to the end of the year, give that impact, that legacy gift over and above. And a little bit of that's going to go to help us start some new churches. We've launched 40 new churches this past year because of generosity, making a difference. And so to God be the glory. Think about this. In those 40 churches on their first launch day, just their first Sunday that they launched, uh, on all those 40 churches, their first day, right at 1,600 people gave their life to Jesus Christ just in all those first days. And so churches that believe in the preaching of the gospel. And so we're doing well. Our family's doing well. I never preach without showing a picture of the family. Here's the Rizzo crew uh, right here. We can throw that up. Picture of the Rizzos. Picture of the Rizzos. Let me see. Hey, there they are. There they are. There they are. And that's my son, Dylan. He works there at Church of the Highlands. And then that's our baby girl. She just graduated from Alabama. So I got one daughter graduated from Alabama. My other daughter graduated from LSU. So I'm kind of an LSU, Alabama, Duke basketball fan. So I'm, I'm so confused. That's my son-in-law. He's Alabama boy. And so that's Dylan, Isabella, McCall. And my, my oldest daughter is pregnant with our first grandchild due in January, little girl. And I like her so much better than them other two right now. I'll tell you right now, I don't even like them other two right now. I only like McCall. And then that's my lovely wife, Dylan. She's dear friends with uh, Kimberly. And I know you look at that. Everybody looks at that picture normally. I'm in the foyer like, wow, how'd you do that? How'd you accomplish that one? It's like, well, she, she was blind for a moment, glory to God, and had a lot of grace. And Pastor JC could say the same thing in a big way. And so we're both in the same boat in that situation. So we've been married 35 years. That's my gorgeous wife. We'll be, she'll be here the next. Uh, sir. Yeah, 35 years. Lord, y'all need to pray for her. Wow. But again, I love this church, love everything that's happening, and so proud. People joining the team, and I think you did over 40 serve projects, and that's important. It's important to let the community know we love you. We see you. We're leaning into your pain. Thank God for a church that says that. I want to talk for a few minutes around that. 
Uh, I, I love what Jesus said in John 10, 10. He says, I've come to give life. But then he turns right back around and says, but there's an enemy out there and all the enemy's trying to do is steal all that life. The enemy does not want us to live a, a, a full life, a, a life of difference. So I want to talk around the idea of legacy and what it means to be fully alive. Lord, give us fully alive people. I want to live a full, alive life in Jesus' name. So let's all pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for what you're doing at Go Church. Thank you for our pastors. Lord, we're grateful for their passion for you, their love for God. Lord, thank you for this team. And Lord, and Lord we thank you, Lord, that this begins a, a season of generosity on our own hearts together as a church, letting people know, like we saw in that vapor video, Lord, those are all your people. And God, we're grateful to be a part. So Lord, bless your people. Let every person know right now that you see what's happening in their life, leaning into them, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit touch hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Once you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, look at the other person. that was your second choice. Tell them, you look like you could use a lot of church, my friend. Whole lot of church. So I grew up in a community in South Carolina called Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Come on, Dirty Myrtle, where you at? And so I grew up in Dirty Myrtle, and, uh, uh, and, and my parents owned uh, beach businesses. And so my dad owned an airbrush T-shirt company, and we, we sold shark's teeth and all those kind of things. So we had the beach, man, puka shells, mood rings. Man, we will hook you up with some beach gear. You can't go to the beach without having an airbrush T-shirt. I'm telling you straight up. And so that's what my, my parents did. So we were late-night people. We worked late, late into the evening, so we did that. So I've always been, I, my parents were late, late-night, night owls. Uh, I mean, we stayed up late. We, we just were those kind of people even in school when I was in school playing ball all these different things we going to bed late 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 but I married into a family they early birds so you know my father-in-law seven seven thirty man he's easing on back to the back and then you know my, my wife we first got married first 10 years of our marriage eight o'clock man she's heading in she's, she's about done for the day and I'm the complete opposite I'm how many night owls do we have can I have a good amen uh, you know some of you they're early but and, and what would happen is I remember going to school with stay up late, way past late, you only get a couple hours of sleep. I can remember waking up in high school and I would try to stay awake, sleep as long as I could. You know, like get like in the bathroom, still sleeping, just trying to, you know, wipe my head down and brush my teeth. I'd go eat cereal asleep. Y'all know what I'm talking about, how you're trying to eat that cereal still asleep, trying to get as much as you could, but then all of a sudden you get in your car and you got to drive somewhere, and it's not good to be asleep while you're driving and, and, and all those kind of things. And I started thinking about it because we live in a world today that many people are awake, but they're asleep. Many people are, are, are their, their heart's beating, but their spirit is not alive. Many people have fallen into a spirit of slumber, and, 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 and we want to have moments like this when we feel like that comes on us where the snooze button keeps going on and off, and, and we keep hearing the alarm of, of God's Word and the alarm of, of his, his values and the alarm of the preaching of the Word and prayer so that you and I can live fully alive lives. Because the enemy does not want us to be fully alive. He would rather us to go through life sleepwalking almost like a zombie of pain and a, and a zombie of anxiety and a, and a zombie of trauma and a zombie of hurt. And, and, and the Holy Spirit comes up because Jesus makes us alive. 
We become alive to things around us, and we're no longer blind to the things around us. But, Lord, give us eyesight and give us a heartbeat so that we can be fully alive in our marriage, fully alive as parents, and fully alive in a world today that's hurting. Lord, help us to be that. I believe legacy is that thing that we connect with that helps us to live fully alive lives. Uh, When Paul was teaching Timothy, who was a young son in the Lord, uh, in the book of Timothy, I've always loved the two books of Timothy, the two letters that Paul wrote from the Mamertine prison there outside of the Roman Forum when he was in prison. And and, and he didn't know when his last day was going to be and when he was going to give his life for the gospel. And and he writes the first letter of Timothy. And and we know that he writes a second letter, one uh, right after that. And right after he writes and pins the second letter to Timothy, we know that after that, he'll go out the Eastern Gate there in Rome. and, 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 And 24 hours after he goes through that Eastern Gate, he will be beheaded for the cause of Christ. And so we know that as he's writing, Writing these letters, they are important. The final words of anyone is very important. So when he gets to 1 Timothy, he ends up the letter. Out of all the things he wants to tell his young son of the Lord, the, one of the last final charges that he gives Timothy, maybe not even knowing if he'll write a second book, but he does write a second book that lines right up with this. He says these words in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, 18, and 19. I've always loved these. It's, it's one of the things that I read when I need to be recentered on the will of God, on the, on the work of God, on the ways of God. I read this. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. How many of us there's nothing worse when somebody been blessed hmm, and they start thinking it's all about them? I, how many knows that? You, you can't even let, nobody likes being around somebody who's a bragger, trying to brag on, trying to make it like it's about them. No, 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 no. And Paul says, don't get blessed and then make it about yourself and be arrogant. Don't put your hope in that wealth, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Thank the Lord for our blessings. I'm grateful for that car. I'm grateful for those boots. I'm grateful for them frosted flakes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Live a life of being grateful. Nothing wrong with having things. The problem, Paul is saying, is when things have us. And we know those people. We've, we've lived that situation before. I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to live with an open hand and an open heart. He goes on to tell him, command. There's that second word again. Command them to do good. To be rich in good deeds, wealthy in good deeds, affluent in good deeds, and to be generous, willing to share. This is so important. In this way, not some other way, but in this way, they will lay up treasures. And they'll lay up treasures for themselves. What will those treasures represent? Those treasures as a firm foundation for the coming age. I thank God that your pastor has taught the last several weeks ago where he talked about Israel and what's happening in the Middle East and what does the Bible have to say about the end times and what does the Bible have to say about the clock ticking in the world today, all these different things. But then Paul comes back and tells Timothy, no matter what the future holds, I know that you can have a firm foundation. 
I, I can guarantee you a way to have a firm foundation in a very shaking, unpredictable world, and it's to make sure that you lay up treasures in the right things for the right things. He says, because if you'll lay up treasures, it's a firm foundation for the coming age. And this is a great line. You ought to highlight it. It recenters me constantly as a dad, as a husband, trying to be a blessing, trying not to be so self-consumed. It says, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So that means to tell me that if I'm not careful, I can take hold of life that is not truly life. So if I'm having to take hold of life that is truly life, as the scripture tells me, then if, if I don't watch myself, if I don't refocus myself, if I don't recenter myself, then I can grab hold to handles that do not lead to anything that's worthwhile of living. I can take hold of handles that are empty. So Paul says, Timothy, make sure, make sure, make sure that you live that real life, that life that is, that is fully alive, that life that really matters, not that fake life. How many knows that fake life that promises much and delivers little? We've all, we, many of us have walked down that path. We've leaned into those moments where you thought something was going to deliver big. Maybe this relationship or this next situation or this feeling or this addiction or this next thing. And all of a sudden you think it's going to do a lot and it does a little. And Paul says, Timothy, I don't want you wasting your life doing that because there's a way that you can live fully alive. True life, plugged in life, a life that really makes a difference, not, not a life where you keep going in this endless cycle of me, myself, and I, because that's an empty cycle when it's me, myself, and I. No, 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 no. It's a life of impact. We call it here a life of legacy, a life where you're making an eternal impact. That's the goal of life, is to make an impact for Christ, to be a blessing to those around you. Someone once said this, and always again, kind of realigns my heart this statement that the goal in life is not to try to live forever, but to leave something that will. When we talk about 1,479 people that have given their life to Jesus Christ, that's eternal impact. That's legacy. Lord, help me to live that way. Help me to not search for things that, that are not going to make a difference and, and search and go after things that, that, that are just not going to have an impact in my life. I don't want to waste those days. I, I don't want to have that kind of time. And I love in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is telling a parable about treasure, real treasure and searching for something and talks about the hidden treasure, the pearl of great price. But just the one verse here in Matthew chapter uh, 13, verse 44 says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. It's a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Why did he hide it again? Then his joy and, and all of his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. I love that idea that this man finds something. He's been on a search, and now he finds this treasure, and he takes that treasure, and it's valuable, and it's precious, and he hides it again, and he's full of joy because he's found something that he's been looking for because he's found the treasure. And Jesus says, that's what my kingdom is like. 
That's what my things are about, is that when you find me and you find salvation, you find forgiveness, you find healing, you find a second chance. Come on, somebody. You find a fresh start. You find peace in trauma. You find healing from hurt. When you find these things in me, you have found something that is the greatest treasure of all. Don't hold it loosely. It's rare. Man, I got something rare at my house right now. I got me a Shaq rookie card. Y'all better get up off me. Y'all ain't got one of those, do you? No, I got one of those. Oh, you don't have that. I do. I got a Shaq rookie card, Lando Magic. First card they put out for Shaq when he was a rookie. Can I tell you something? It's not in the Florida closet. It ain't out in the storeroom by the tools. I ain't got it by the trash can. I got it on a hard piece of plastic. It's, that plastic's so secure, got screws in them. I got it up on a shelf, my Shaq rookie card up on a shelf right there. I ain't letting nobody, when people come over, with, oh, let me see it. You look at it, but you can't touch it. I'm letting you touch my Shaq rookie card, it's just sitting there. You can just look at it. I ain't letting nobody borrow it. Nobody's taking it to school for a project. Ain't nobody going to take it to work and let it ride around in the truck, get in the floorboard of the truck, somebody step on. No, it's rare. It's a treasure to me. I'm going to keep it right there. When you found a treasure, it's something that you protect. It's something that you guard. It's something that you talk about. He is our treasure and the kingdom of God. As we live it, it's a treasure. And it fi I find joy in it. I find joy leading a small group. I find joy being in the move track. I find joy being on a go team. Wow. So much joy in being able to be a part of a legacy offering or giving impact or packing a book pack for someone who's hurting or giving some groceries out to somebody next door or being there for someone who's struggling. I find joy in the treasure of the kingdom of God. You know, I had a good first pastor. I tell this story a lot. I came to Christ and got involved with a little beach church and uh, a little small church, but powerful. Uh, he was a long-winded preacher, preached forever. He preached a whole series on a Sunday morning. I think I'm going to start a series here in a little bit. We're going to end it a little bit later. I mean, we'll do part eight. I'll get to part 18 in about another hour. You thought he was landing the plane, he'd go back around the field one more time. Like, we're about to get out of here. And no, 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 no. He, you get in church about nine, you leave about three if you lucky. Y'all don't know nothing about that long church. Not only was he long, he was a little angry preach. You ever been around that? Let me tell you something right now. Like, you want to fight me in the foyer. I thought any minute he's going to fight me in the foyer of the church. Long with it, angry preach. But he was a good man because he taught me the power of generosity. I'll never forget, he taught me. The, at night, I'm 19. I'm, I'm, I'm barely saved. I mean, I, I'm still sorting through some things. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know how your issues still got some issues? I'm still working through some problems. And, and at 19 years old, he loved me enough to teach me the power of the tithe. He taught me the power of offering. He taught me the power of listening to the nudge of the Holy Spirit. When he tells you, hey, you go help that. When you feel the Holy Spirit, say, you help that person. Go ahead and buy those groceries. I was in line the other day, and there was a precious lady in front of me with some small children. She's trying to navigate her groceries. I'm sitting there. I got a lot going on, looking at my phone. I got places to go, and I could sense that she was a little short. And so she begins to navigate. I'm going to put back this flour. I got to put back this lemon juice. I, I got to put back this chicken. And it caught my attention, and she's trying to, how much do I owe now? And the Holy Spirit said, take care of her groceries. I said, okay, okay. 
He said, hey, let me, let me get him. And then he whispers, and get her a gift card. Man, well, I got to get her a gift card too. And I'm getting her groceries. I got to get her a $50 gift card too for her next visit. That's a little overkill. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's a little much. But then I started thinking about all that he, oh, don't get me preaching on this. All that he had been through me, how he's forgiven me, how he's helped me. I'm going to preach over here a little bit. How he's been there. Hey, when he walked in, when everybody else walked out, I'd do another little $50 gift card. Why? Because of the power of the treasure fully alive life. Lord, help me to live that life. I'm grateful for those moments. I'm grateful for that teaching. I'm grateful for those opportunities. Even when I was living in lack or living in situations or living where your, your, your checkbook got air in it. Got air in it. Lord, thank you for those moments where you've nudged me and you move me to be a blessing, even with my little, because it's the treasure of the kingdom. I probably never forget this scripture, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, because my first pastor preached on this every Sunday. I was in the church for three years, 156 Sundays. For 156 Sundays, he would share this verse. He knew something about life, he knew something about marriage, he knew something about people. He knew something about leadership. Maybe if I was going to own a business or if I was going to serve a person, if I was going to be a youth pastor, if I was going to have kids, he would teach this verse, and it still marks me today. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, it says, One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another one withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Boy, verse 25 is so important. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Lord, help me to live a life that I refresh others because you've so refreshed me. I'm not refreshing others to get anything from you. I'm refreshing others and being a blessing and letting the Holy Spirit nudge me because it's an act of worship. But more importantly, it is a reflection of my love towards your love. See, I think generosity and worship is all tied together. And I think it's always just an act of love. You first loved me. You loved me when I was unlovable. You loved me while I was yet still a sinner. You loved me. And so, Lord, help me to be, as you refreshed me, Lord, help me to refresh others in my life. Let that be my move. Let that be my go-to. Let, let that be the thing that I lean into. Let, let that be my, my kind of what, I, what I'm moving into every single day. Help me to not move away from it. Help me to move towards it. You know, I, I, I turned 59, and my prayer lately has been, Lord, as I get older, let me be more generous, not more stingy. As I get older, let me be more kind, not more mean. Because, you know, I, I like being 59. I love being 59. Because 59, you can be a little bold. Because you say something, and people are like, well, he's old. It's okay. Just don't. He's old. You can go to bed when you want. And I'm saying, Lord, with my boldness and all this opportunity of senior, I love being senior because when you're senior, you just get an opportunity to kind of do whatever you want. Everybody just says, he's, he's good. Just bless his heart. Just bless him, Lord. Help him, Lord. Well, let me use that for the, for the sake of the gospel. 
Let me use that for a sake of being more generous and being more kind and preaching the gospel. Let, let that be my move, that every single day that I live, let me choose the move of being a refresher to other people. Lord, I want to be that. I wrote down a couple things, and I, I want to give you this, some application as it relates to that move of generosity. Lord, help me. I wrote down three legacy moves in the season that we're in right now. And Pastor JC is going to help us so much with this. But here's the first thing, what I believe a legacy move or what it means to be fully alive uh, in our life. And here's the first thing, possess a consuming passion. I want to possess a consuming passion. You know what's interesting to me? If you have friends and they have a passion, normally you know about it. You know people that eat up with like uh, CrossFit and so everything they talk about, it ends up back there. Like, yeah, man, I was in the hospital the other day after I went to CrossFit. It's like, wow, I didn't know how you brought that in. That's interesting, you know. Or how about this? You're telling them your problem? Wow, that's incredible. Reminds me of CrossFit. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you here in a second. I'm gonna punch you. We're not talking about you right now. How about these people that eat it with pickleball? You call them and tell them, can you pray for my grandmama? My grandmama's sick. Well, let me go to pickleball. Then I'll talk to you about your grandmama. It's like, come on, come on. You know, people are, when people are eat up with something, you know it. They're, they talk about it. It's, it's, just, it's that, all, all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and so, Lord, help me to be eat up with the gospel. Help me to be eat up with the testimony that you've done in my life and how you've restored me and how you've been there for me. And help me to be eat up with generosity. Help me be eat up with what you're doing through my church and how we're helping people, how we're making a difference. Lord, help me to have a consuming passion about making a difference with my life. Making a difference with my life. A consuming passion. Here's the second thing. Have an unshakable devotion. Not a might be devotion. Not a maybe devotion. But an unshakable devotion where I keep growing. I keep learning. I stay on the team. I stay committed. I'm in the group. You count on me. An unshakable devotion. Again, I don't want to grow older in the Lord or, or live another year and have less devotion. I don't know about you. I don't know when the Lord's going to come back. I don't know when my heart will stop beating. I don't know when Jesus will, will, will return. But I, I, I do know this, that I don't want to meet him with less devotion. I, don't, I, don't, I want to meet him with more devotion. I don't want to meet him pulling back. I want to meet him stepping in. I don't want to meet him less committed. I want to meet the Lord more committed. I don't want to meet him with compromise in my life. I want to meet him with some conviction in my life. I don't want to meet him and have been more stingy. I think I want to meet him where my hand and my heart has been more open. That's how I want to see the Lord. I want to make a difference. I want to have what? I want to possess a consuming passion. I want to have an unshakable devotion. And then the third thing is I want to leave. And you hear this. You will hear this in Pastor JC in a few minutes. I want to leave an eternal impact. Because of all that you've done for me. I could live my life. I could serve. I could give time, talent, treasure. I could be a witness in my sorority. Can make a difference here in this apartment complex. Yeah, sign me up for that. I think I want to be a part of that. Because the, the days of living for myself 
were a desert. But I find the oasis in you. Amen. You know it and I know it. It's just how it works. The little that I have, I surrender to you to help somebody else for the glory of God. When we were pastoring our little, Dylan and I started a church in Baton Rouge. Little church, oh Lord, it was so little. 12 people the first Sunday. I preached so fast, it was done in 12 minutes. I think I, I think I got people like motion sickness. They were just like, whoa, we need Dramamine if we're gonna hear you preach. And, and uh, five people quit. Told me that. It's one thing to quit, it's one thing to announce you're leaving. We're down to seven. And we're just trying to help people. You know, just I was work, I was cutting grass, still bunch, you know, I do church stuff on Monday and Tuesday, cut grass. And, and I, I started to realize there were a lot of people coming to our church who were just going through some things. And we never our church was healing place for a hurting world, and so hurting people show up. And so some people a guy showed up when they said, My daughter is in a situation and she needs to get married to, right now. Would you marry her and her fiance, her boyfriend? And we, we, they gotta get married right now. And they've been to a couple of churches and nobody's gonna marry. I said, Man, I would love to marry. Tell them to come see me. And I'll talk to them. So they showed up, and, uh, and I talked to them about marriage. It took me about two minutes because I'd only been married five years. So it's like, just say you're sorry a lot, and you're wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. I love you. I'll never do it again. Just say stuff like that. You'll be married a long time. But then I talked to them for two hours and 45 minutes about their soul. Both of them received Christ. I'm like, wow, this is working. And because I figured if you're in love with Jesus, you could sort some of these other things out. We'll figure that out. And so I started, I said, I'm going to do this more. Started leading people to the Lord, leading people to the Lord. In mar- I was leading more people to the Lord in pre-marriage counseling than I was on Sundays. Because I just, everybody found out, hey, that's the dude who marries everybody for free. So we would give our church, we put our flowers up. We started doing it as an outreach, as an impact, Pastor JC and and so one day, my wife gets a phone call from a friend that had gone to youth camp with her. She says, hey, my, me and my husband, my boyfriend, we got to get married. He's, gonna, he's a football player at LSU. I think he's going to end up, you know, going to the NFL possibly. Can you marry us? We got to get married in a hurry. She says, sure, come on. He walks in huge, like 310, 320, Samoan. He didn't even sit in the chair. He just squatted, <laughs> sweating, sweating. And I, I talk about marriage, get to the end. Talk about Jesus. Tracy's crying because she had once walked with the Lord. This guy's name is Kevin. He's just staring at me. Tracy, would you like to receive Christ? She says, uh, no, I'm good. No, she says, yes. And, so, and he says, no, I'm good. I said, Kevin, w- would you not want to receive Christ? No, I don't need Jesus. Okay, great. And I asked him like five other times because I'm a good evangelist. You know, and finally he says, I don't need your Jesus preacher boy. Are you still going to marry us? Say, like, well, if you can put it like that, yeah, I'll still marry you. So I married them, and I didn't see him again. Went on play the NFL, played for the Seattle Seahawks, gets traded. He's in the midst of trading. Uh, I'm on a Sunday morning giving an invitation. This is four years later. Giving an invitation. I see this figure in the back. I thought somebody left like a man lift in the back or a ladder. And it's so odd. It's moving. So as I'm giving the invitation, he walks down the aisle. Stands right there. Says, hey, come here. A man that big, you know what you do? 
God bless you. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. We go into the back in a little Sunday school room. He says, my brother passed away six months ago. My wife's in postpartum. The NFL's not working for me. I don't know what to do. You're the only person I, I would trust. He asked me all these questions. 15 minutes into the question, Pastor JC, I said, I can't answer all those. I don't know why, but I'm gonna ask you what I asked you five years ago. Would you like to surrender your life? He starts crying. He reaches over and his paws grab my hands and I lead him to the Lord. We stand up, he's crying, he's hugging me. I'm crying because he's gonna kill me. Gives his life to Christ. Plays 17 years, plays at LSU. I think we have a picture of him playing at LSU. When we play football at LSU, then there's then he plays at the, the Seattle, plays at the Jets, uh, uh, plays for the Titans. He becomes the highest paid center to ever play in the NFL. Okay? He gave a dime, a tithe, and an offering to the church every single year from every dollar he made in the NFL. Three years ago, he invites me to Canton when he goes into the Hall of Fame. And he gets up before he, they unveil the bus that says, I have to stop and give all glory to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Hold that. That's his bus that they'll put in Canton. It's Kevin Moi, Tracy Moi. He told me, he said, it's what he said to me afterwards. I said, man, I look like you. He said, listen, that bronze bust, they make it to last 4,000 years. He said, 4,000 years from now, someone will come in that will still be there, no matter what happens in the world. He said, but what I gave to the kingdom will outlive that 4,000 live because it will impact all. Don't tell me that God is not at work doing above and beyond what we could ever imagine. It is a legacy. It is an impact. We will populate heaven. We will plunder hell. We will reach people. We will love people. We will be there for people. We will notice people. When they're walking through sobriety, we will support them. When they're going through pain, we will love them. When nobody else is there for them, we will be there. Why? Because we are Go Church. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that. And what we do now will go beyond 4,000 years. It will go into eternity because that's how the kingdom works. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, we love you. This pastor comes to help us. Lord, I pray right now for every heart that may be like Kevin has said no, but today needs to say yes. All across this room, if you say, I need to say yes to Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I need to say yes to Jesus Christ. Full surrender. That you, could you slip up your hand? Just say, Dino, pray for me. I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start in Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you. I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start in Jesus Christ. I've been drifting. I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. You put that hand down. Can we all pray a prayer out loud just from our heart? Commit our life to Jesus. Then pastor's going to help us take those next steps. And I want to pray with you now. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you that you died. 
you rose again. And I believe it. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands for all those who made an eternal decision today. Come on, while you're clapping, would you just say, God bless you to Pastor Dino. Thank you, man. What a word. Listen, if you'll give me just a couple minutes before you leave, I want to walk you through an opportunity here to be a part of our annual legacy offering. For those of you that are brand new to Go Church, uh, and for those of you that just need this gentle reminder, I want to tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want anything from you. I believe God has a lot for you. However, I'm going to make an ask today. I'm going to ask you just to pray, to plan, and to participate in this moment. This legacy offering, it's the only special offering that, that we do all year at Go Church. It's, it's, it's not a part of our rhythm or culture to take up special offerings every few months. We don't do that. It's a generous church and God's blessing Go Church. But once a year, we come together and we talk about this kingdom impact, what we can do, looking beyond these four walls and looking beyond our world into the big world. Does that make sense? Moving from selfishness to selflessness, moving from me to we. And so this, this legacy offering is our opportunity to make a significant impact. And what's unique about this offering is I'm asking for 100% participation. So that's from go kids to go youth to go old people. Come on, somebody. Like, we all getting in on this. Asking for 100% participation because we're giving 100% of whatever comes in down to the penny. God, as my witness, we're giving every penny that comes into the legacy offering to our five legacy lanes. We talked about that last Sunday. So if you weren't here, just go back online. Those five legacy lanes are funded through your giving in this generosity moment, in this, in this legacy offering. We give to local outreach. We give to national missions. We give to world missions. We invest in the next generation and then special projects. 100% of what you give goes towards the legacy offering in those five lanes. Now, I just wanna show you, we talked about this last week, but real quick, I just wanna show you the last few years of the impact of your, of your giving, the financial generosity of this church. In 2020, you all gave $166,172. In 2021, we saw over a 59% increase. You gave $264,643.55. And then in 2022, you gave $321,095.39. And let the church say a big amen right there. Come on, amen. Now, as we look at that, I'll tell you a couple things. Number one, if you're wondering if this is a legitimate moment of generosity and, and that the pastor and the leaders are gonna do what they say they're gonna do with the money, let a chart like that show you that there is fruit behind what we're talking about. People wouldn't give continuously year over year if we didn't keep our word to say we're going to invest your, your giving, your generosity into these five lanes. And then look at the fruit. From 2020 to, uh, 2021 to 2022, 40% more people said yes to Jesus. In 2022, 1,060 people accepted Christ. Last year, over 1,400. Over 1,400 because of your obedience and your giving. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm just so grateful for you. So we want to create a moment of worship as you prepare your heart to give. That's the request. Pray, plan, participate. 
So let me show you the ways that you can participate today, okay? And again, the legacy offering, uh, today's kind of Big Give Sunday, but it's open all month long. You can give until December 31st at 11.59, all right? Um, but here are the ways that you can give. You can go online to mygochurch.com. You can select, make sure you select the, the legacy fund. It's a little drop-down feature. You can give on the Go Church app. Again, selecting legacy when giving. You can text your giving in. This is how Kimberly and I give every month when we tithe. We just text it in. It's really safe and secure and it's easy. Just one note, whatever, whatever you give, all, you don't need dollar signs and you don't need commas. You just need the amount and then you need the word legacy. And if you're sitting there wondering how many zeros are in a million, see me after this gathering and I'll help you to do the math on that, amen? Text the number here to the campus you're a part of. And then I'll come back to the give in person, but just real quick on the stops, stocks and crypto, we have a great partnership with a company called Overflow. Um, they allow you to donate stocks in real time. They, uh, you know, years ago, it would take you days to, to get a stock transfer. You can give right now stock and crypto donation in real time. It's safe and it's secure. And uh, you can also leverage that in your normal tithes and giving because uh, there's great benefit, tax benefits with that option because you eliminate capital gains tax. And then the given person. All right. So at every campus, there's a green envelope in a seat that's near you. If you don't use this envelope or there's not one available, don't worry. You can use our, our traditional giving envelopes. Just make sure you write legacy on that envelope or legacy on your check. But if you get an envelope, a green envelope, you can give on your way out today as a part of worship. All right. So I just want everybody to, to pray, to plan, to participate. And the last thing I'll say is this. It's not about the amount of money that you give. It's about the amount of obedience and sacrifice. And if everybody does a little, together we can do a lot, all right? Well, so let's take a moment. We're gonna sing a worship chorus together. I'm gonna ask you just to remain seated. I want you right now to go ahead and just open up your hearts. I want you just to begin to pray, ask the Lord. You can text in your gift. You can begin to write your check now. If you're not prepared today, you keep praying by December 31st at 11.59. Let's see what the Lord can do. And then we'll come back on Vision Sunday in February. We'll talk about uh, all the money that came in and even more about what God's gonna do through your, your generosity and your giving. But all right, heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's just worship for a moment. Take a second here and honor the Lord with our giving. Let me pray for us and then we'll sing. Father, I thank you for the incredible opportunity that you've presented us here today at Go Church to look beyond our own needs and wants and really truly become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ extended. God, I thank you. My, my prayer every day is that you bless me with more than I need so that I have some to give away. And God, I thank you that today, just with great faith, we, we can give, we can sow, and we can see you move throughout the world and God, I just pray right now for every person that's gonna take a step of obedience and faith in giving this offering, I pray that you would bless them exceedingly abundantly. God, I'm not a prosperity gospel guy, but I do believe that we can never outgive God, come on. And that when we give, you open up heaven and you shower us with blessing. And I pray that whatever the amount of this offering is, that you take it and you multiply it in your economy and you do with it far more than we could ever do with it. And Lord, I thank you in advance. Come on, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I thank you in advance for all of the lives that are gonna be forever impacted. I thank you for the single parents that we're gonna be able to help in this new year. I thank you for our, our, our elderly 
uh, individuals that we can buy prescription medication for. I thank you for many underprivileged children that are gonna get Christmas and bikes and personal items because of the generosity of this house. I thank you for the book bags that we're gonna pack next school year and the free haircuts that children will get and the communities that we walk into and we help clean up. I thank you that because of the generosity of this house that we can combat human sex trafficking and we can fight against homelessness and hunger. I thank you that because of the heart of this house, we can support missionaries on the mission field in the Philippines, in Southeast Asia, in Belize, in India, in Haiti, in Africa, and around the world. God, I, I, think, I don't want to take that for granted. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. And Lord, I, I may never be able to see what my dollar really does as an impact until I get to heaven. But when we get there and we see the the landscape of heaven forever changed. Lord, I'll know that I, I played some part in that, that I played some part in that. And so, Lord, I'm not, I'm not trying to manipulate anybody. We try to lead with integrity, but speak, Lord. Speak to the hearts of all of us, and we trust you, and we thank you. In the most powerful, beautiful, precious name, this is my act of worship. This is my way that I can give back. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. All right, let's worship for a moment. Come on, we're just going to worship. And then uh, our campus pastors, Pastor David here, will dismiss us within a minute or two, and he'll give you some further instructions. Come on, let's just worship together as you pray, plan, and participate. Here we go. Open up your mouth and say, I give, I give my 